Hey guys, today's episode is with Diane Forster. Diane is an award-winning inventor, a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, TV host, podcaster, intentional living expert, and reinvention specialist. She works with clients privately on helping them clear away mindset blocks and limiting beliefs that can block them from reaching their full potential in business, life, and relationships. She's the CEO and founder of I Have Today and the best-selling author of I Have Today, Find Your Passion, Purpose, and Smile. Finally, Diane's career began in advertising and TV sales, including Disney and ABC. Um, She's an inventor of the Spifter. It's a fun kitchen tool that won an innovation award at the International Housewares Show in Chicago. She's going to fill you in on that in the episode. Really cool little story of manifestation and believing in yourself. And, you know, this episode starts out really tender. Diane gets really vulnerable about the lowest of lows in her life and how she was able to find her passion and her purpose from that point. And I know so many of you, including myself, can relate to that. So really powerful episode. Um, It's going to give you a lot of food for thought on how your struggles can become your strengths. And she's just so inspiring in what she's done with her life. It's such a delight to have Diane on the show. So we'll go ahead and jump in. Here is Diane Forster. Hey guys, before we start the show, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite finds, one of the best additions to my coaching that I've put in in the last few years, and that is working with upgraded formulas. And what we're doing here is we're doing hair mineral analysis. So we're checking for your mineral levels in your hair. And the reason hair is cool to test is because it's giving you a longer snapshot than blood, right? It's almost like looking at an organ. There's things that are stored there. And so we want to see how your body is doing, what your mineral levels have been like over a long period of time. And we're also checking for heavy metals, which you have no idea if you have heavy metals or not, unless you test. How can you know, right? And then for minerals, for me, here I was, this health coach preaching magnesium for everyone, magnesium. And I was taking magnesium and I found out I was super deficient in it. And so I've been taking the nanoparticle size minerals from upgraded formulas. This is why, I mean, my little geeky brain is like, oh, yes. So instead of these huge particles that your body can't absorb, they've made the particle size extremely small so the absorption is super high, right? So like, I don't know if you know, but so many of the vitamins and minerals, things that you can be taking, they you can't absorb them. They're not formulated well. So this stuff is amazing. The absorption rate is super high. And I noticed a few things right off the bat as I rebuilt my magnesium over several months was anxiety was down. I didn't think I had anxiety. <laughs> then I got my magnesium into place. I was like, oh my gosh. And then the other thing was REM sleep. I just started sleeping way better. Having dreams again. I realized I hadn't had dreams in years, not a one. (laughs) And now I dream again. So that's pretty huge, not to mention memory consolidation and overall brain health associated with getting more REM sleep. So that's one example. I have clients with hypothyroidism and we find they're super deficient in iodine or selenium or both or magnesium, all things that play into essential thyroid production, right? You have to have some of these things in place for your body to do what it's supposed to do. So I'm telling you all this because I think it's so important. This is why I'm working with upgraded formulas. This is why all my clients do it. This is why I'm telling you guys about it because I want to get the word out because these are these little things that if you don't have them taken care of, then you can be have chronic fatigue, low energy, anxiety, depression, poor blood sugar regulation, low immune health, all of it. 
because of these little things out of place. So find out, right? You don't know unless you test. And so Upgraded Formulas gave me a special offer for you guys on the hair test and also a discount of 10% on the test and all of their supplementation. Um, but use the link in the show notes that will take you guys to the special offer from them on that. Um, and yeah, it's Upgraded Formulas is the name of the company. And my discount code is Coach Tara. So please take advantage of that across the board with Upgraded Formulas. And uh, let me know if you do this and what you find out. I'm going on and on, but the last thing I got to say is, you know, you hear these recommendations in the health industry, like 80% of the population is magnesium deficient and all this stuff. No, no, that's not always, maybe that statistic is true, but I have found with my clients, like some of my clients are high magnesium, right? So we got to get the ratios right of the other minerals and you can't know, <laughs> you're not going to know unless you test and find out what's going on inside your own body. So like do that for yourself, right? Do that and then follow up and make sure that what you did is working and watch, just, just watch how it impacts your health. It's amazing. So all right, I'll stop ranting on and on. That's Upgraded Formulas. Again, the coupon code is Coach Tara and check the link in the show notes so that you can get the special offer that they've given me. Okay, guys, here I am with Diane Forster and I'm so excited for you to be here with me. Thank you for taking time out today to join our audience and share a little bit. My, of my pleasure, Tara. So happy to be here with you. Okay, so guys, if you're not watching on YouTube, Diane's got a sign behind her that says, I have today. And as I mentioned, her book is called I Have Today. Your coaching is I Have Today. And I love this. I was like really thinking about that. I'm like, why did she choose that of all the things? Mm. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Why did you choose I Have Today? Well, actually, it chose me. Um, <laughs> when I went through my, um, and I guess we're jumping right in. So let's jump right in. Yeah. You know, I, um, uh, I uh, had a suicide attempt in June of 2011 and experienced a God moment in the bathroom that night that really woke me up and um, set me out on a path and a quest the next day to change my life. And so I, when I started doing that work and really diving deep into personal development and self-help and starting to really have my spiritual awakening and a lot of things started happening to me and for me, um, it fired up a lot of creativity, which I'm already a creative person. Like I, I already am an inventor and I I've always liked writing and poetry, but um, I started creating a lot and writing a lot and getting a lot of downloads from, from spirit, from the universe, from God, whatever you call it. But they just, the, the ideas and the creativity kept coming. Mm -hmm. And so I was writing a lot of stories and poetry. And one night in the middle of the night, I woke up with a poem in my head called I have today. Wow. And I wrote it down as fast as I could and when I finished writing it, I looked down on it and I said, this is way more than a poem. This is a movement. And, um, and I could instantly see above my head, I have today, the network productions. And so it allowed me to connect the dots to what God told me in the bathroom the night of my suicide attempt, which was, you're not ending your life this way, Diane. You need to go get help so that you can tell your story and you can help others. Mm -hmm. And I, two years after that was when I wrote the poem and I connected it back and I said, oh, okay, this is what God was talking about in the bathroom that night. So it just, that poem became my theme for life. And it really, those three words I have today say it all. It's truly all we have. And so 
Um, like I said, it really was given to me. It was gifted to me that, that inspiration. And, um, it's just been an amazing, amazing brand to build upon. I mean, it, it covers so much, so many things, but talk about getting you in the present moment and, and realizing how precious and valuable your life is because all you, all we have is today, truly all we have is today. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a beautiful reminder and a wake up call to getting back to the present moment. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so many things to say, but first, thank you for sharing that so vulnerably, especially like right out of the gate. I'm like, Oh, I've got so many chills. And I know there's so many people that can relate to that. Like that's their current situation is their bad. Yes daily or weekly or monthly or whatever, a lot, like more people than who probably talk about it for sure, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, Definitely. and I love the gratitude that you have found on the flip side of that on like the full gratitude that you have a today, because you almost didn't have today or right, any, right. Days, you know, so the gratitude that sets in, but I guess where my heart goes to is what, you know, for people who might be going through that right now, you know, can you share some of your insights on what you learned and how to, you know, the, like the universe taught you, like you come help people. What did you learn that helped pull you out of that place, that dark hole that you were mm. in to come to this place mm. for today? Yeah. All right. Well, let me back it up a little because I just kind of like blurted it out and it's like, wait, whoa, that, you know, there's some context yeah. to this story, obviously, but, um, the little bit of my background is, uh, you know, I was working in corporate America. I was working for Disney ABC. I was living in Chicago. I was married. I was raising my twins. I have a, a boy girl twins and had what looked like to the outside world, this have it all life. Truly. I mean, I mean, the packaging of it looked really good. What was going on internally was very, very different. And, you know, the relationship with my ex really became uh, evident that there was a problem early on in the marriage. There's, there was just a disconnect. There was, we loved each other, but we weren't in love with each other. And we were in many ways like oil and water. And there were so many struggles in that relationship. And yet I fought so hard to make it work. I did not want to be another statistic, a divorce statistic. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to make it work. I was just determined to do that. And we went in and out of therapy. And the thing is, nobody knew how unhappy I was, or we were, let's just say we were, but let me, let me focus on me, how unhappy I was. Very, very few people in my, in my world knew this. I just kept it hidden. I just kept pretending that it would get better and things would get easier. And then some subsequent things happened. My my mom ended up getting colon cancer and dying of cancer. I was having infertility issues at the same time that was going on. And, and then I ended up getting, you know, God blessed me. And I got pregnant the month after my mother died, which was just a bitter, sweet experience. But, um, but then life in our relationship, in our marriage became all about the kids which it happens to so many people, you know, everything was about that. And so my needs, my wants, my desires, um, the things that I deserved kept getting put further and further and further back there on the back burner. 
And I just got to the point where I just pretended that I didn't need them anymore, you know, that this is just the way it is. And I did a lot of when, then, and someday, or one day I'll, I'll change. It just kept ignoring it. Well, you can't live like that indefinitely because it just progressively kept getting worse. And it ultimately caused me to go in and have surgery and remove part of my colon because the stress of my life was literally killing me. And my mom died of colon cancer and I was like headed down that path. And so the, the attempted suicide night that night was not anything that I had ever thought about before. I just hit a breaking moment. I, I just snapped and Uh, It was a regular Saturday. We were running around with the kids to and from sporting events and practices and errands. We ended up going to some friend's house for a barbecue that night and having a great time. There were a bunch of families there. And when we got in the car to go home, the fighting started. And so when I got home, I just, I snapped. I went up into the bathroom. I pulled out two full bottles of prescription pain medication from that colon surgery that I had sitting in a drawer that I couldn't take because they made me so sick. Mm. And I was, I was there in that moment. And so um, that moment of me holding them, the pills got knocked out of my hand, like a karate chop to my arm. And that voice screamed and said, what I said earlier, you're not ending your life this way. You need to go get help so that you can tell your story and you can help others. So, so that's, and, and then I, I took the command, I took the order right away and I took, went into action the next day. So now back to your how, how do you come out of that and completely reinvent your life to be doing what I'm doing right now? It's definitely a process. It's day by day. It's knowing and trusting. It's getting to a place where you can really completely and unconditionally love yourself. That's what was missing for me all along. I didn't really love myself. I was seeking the fulfillment that I wanted from outside of me when it was in me all along. That's where it is for all of us. And we, you know, I wanted to blame my ex. There were things I could have blamed him for, and I wanted to blame this or or that. And that's not where it was. And so I started really delving into personal development. I started going, you know, attending every event I could, watching every webinar and reading every book and listening to every podcast and just got immersed in all of this and and was healing in this very, very profound way. And so uh, I had started a meditation practice. So I'd been doing that for months and months. I was journaling and writing like crazy. I was doing that. And again, immersed in all of this. Uh, while still raising my twins, while still working at ABC and having these other things, but every spare moment I had, I was in it. Mm -hmm. And so I woke up one morning, it was two months after uh, my ex moved out. And after a brief pity party I had for myself, you know, why me, why this, you know, and, you know, all of that, that we go through that we're entitled to go through. I woke up one morning and instead of doing my regular meditation, I was guided to do an I forgive you chant. Mm. And so I sat down on the couch and I closed my eyes and I chanted, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you for 20 minutes. Wow. And Tara, it was the most beautiful, cathartic thing I had ever experienced up until that point in my life. Wow. And I was forgiving me 
First and foremost, me. I was forgiving him. I was forgiving everyone of everything in my entire life that led me to that moment. It was like wiped everything out. Mm. So incredible. And then when I stood up, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, let me just tell you, but when I stood up, uh, you know, tears streaming down my face, like it was so incredibly powerful. I said, wait a minute, I did this. I'm the one that's responsible for the condition of my life. I was the enabler. I was the allower. You know, I didn't set healthy boundaries and this isn't out there. This is me. And I am declaring right now that I am going to have an extraordinary life and I'm going to do everything I can to get it. And it really shifted things in so many ways. But that was such a kick in my in my butt and really awakened me deeper than I was already becoming awakened. And then I just started making decisions from that place. I'm having an, I'm, I'm going to have an extraordinary life. I have an extraordinary life. And so for somebody out there who's feeling it, which I know there are, and I know the statistics, you know, there's 153 people who are going to commit suicide today and the numbers are up, you know, plus 30%. They're skyrocketing since COVID. They're, you know, people with depression and anxiety and it's worse and worse and worse. And people are feeling that, that strangle and that chokehold. And I know where you are and where you've been and I feel for you and you just have to know this is a moment. It's just a moment and it's a feeling and it will pass. Let it, let it pass, you know, kind of breathe through it. There's other tips I have, but that's the first thing you need to know. This is just a moment. It's just a moment. And most of the stuff going on out there doesn't even matter. It's not, it's not even real. It's that world. And the only world that matters is this one, your world. Your world is the one that matters. So what's really interesting to me about your story, and I can relate on so many levels because I was also living the picture perfect life and married and four kids and had a total complete life transformation. But, um, and rock bottom was my ticket there, you know, so I'm a huge fan of rock bottoms because they usually are shifting us into the life that we need to be living versus the life that we were living for everyone else. Um, I find really interesting about your, your story that I think is relatable to so many people is, um, you know, for example, I was just um, talking to a friend the other day who has had suicidal ideation her entire life. Like she, since she was like 10 years old, her stress mm. is to want to exit the planet. And, um, and, you know, for her, that's a lot of, that's men, a mental illness. I guess you could call it that way. Amygdala activity is really high. Her fear center, her, she's in hyper fight or flight mode. And um, what I find interesting about your journey though, is that this, and I, and I can relate, um, this was led by you feeling completely trapped to the point of extreme fight or flight mode. Like maybe you didn't have mental illness that you had suicidal thoughts your entire life, but by living a life as a, in a shell of a human of this is what people want me to be. This is what I have to do. This will make me loved. This will be enough completely putting your soul on the back burner, it led you to that same place of that hyper fight or flight mode. Like I have no other way out of this. Like I'm stuck far into this road of what will people think? And I have to do life this way that you just wanted to peace out. Like you were just like, I can't anymore, you know? And I, I think that's a lot of us. I did when I went through my lowest of lows, um, I had done some things that I was really ashamed of. And I was like, 
I just, I, I did, I've never even told anybody this ever. <laughs> this is my first time ever saying this out loud, but I did, I was very tempted to just drive across the yellow lines. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, that, that would be so fast. Like that would be such an easy right. way to just make this all be over, you know? And again, right. I'm like, you wasn't, I don't have depression. Um, I don't have like the mental illness side of things, but purely from being so trapped, feeling so trapped with no way out was what led me there. And I love what you're, you know, what you're saying. And and I can relate is like, you're for people that are maybe in that boat, you know, showing the step-by-step of here's how, here's how we do. First, we settle in with our soul. We find some compassion Um, for me, the Ho'oponopono, which is similar to you, you know, like Ho'oponopono is that same. Thank you. I love you. I forgive you. I'm sorry. And I mean, I have had I did like an hour long sound healing with that and purged so much stuff. So I think that forgiveness and compassion is the first step. I really, really do until you get there, you're still in guilt. But then, you know, beyond that, could we dive a little more into some of these, you know, daily actions that you found that really pulled you out of that hole and anything else you have to share to your spiritual insights, tapping in all of that. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to do that. And, and again, let me just preface this before I answer this because, um, I was depressed, not clinically depressed, but here's the thing. And this is who I serve. This is the, this is the group of women that I like to serve, you know, before you're aware that it's happening, it's happening and it's just showing up in other ways. So personally for me, I was filling myself with a lot of wine. <laughs> I was drinking, you know, half a bottle to a bottle of wine a night, you know, just numbing myself, filling myself with food, filling myself with online shopping, filling myself with girlfriends, filling myself with other things to try and just just turn a blind eye to it, you know, and that's that's right. part of our nature is to do that, right? It's just easier to do that than it is to actually deal with the pain and, and look at it head on. Yep. And, and also there were, you know, in his deliveries to me, there was always this chipping away at, my, at me, chipping yep. away at my soul, chipping away at my spirit, chipping away at my self-confidence, chipping away at me as, and, you know, as a woman, and it was just his, that's his MO. I'm not blaming him or anything. I was receiving it. So I'm saying this to you out there that pay attention to the signs in your life, because if you are not waking up every day, excited about the day in front of you, there's something you need to be looking at in your life. And now I'm not saying all day, every day, you got to be excited, but you got to be feeling good about your life. It's your birthright to do that. Yep. So, so, so some of the strategies I use now, you know, I don't know if we want to get into the science of everything about what's going on in the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind. You know, we we are programmed that 70% of our thoughts are negative. They just are. We are limiting beliefs. 85% of them got anchored in us by the time we're eight years old. We've been told the word no 7,000 times by the time we're that age. And so during those years, there are the imprint years from zero to eight years old, where 85% of those limiting beliefs got anchored in the subconscious mind. That's that's your database. That's your file. That's where everything is is living. And because of what's going on in the mind that 10% is conscious and 90% is subconscious, the subconscious is running your life. 
So when you're trying to make changes in your life from a conscious level and it's not working, you know, you, you can't lose that weight or you can't see a way out or any of those things. It's because what's happening is the programming in the subconscious mind is, is what's, what's running the show for you. So what we have to be able to do is bring the subconscious up to the conscious in order to heal it and remove it and, and move on from it. But that does not mean that you won't have moments throughout your day, your week, your month, your year, where you have those feelings of negative emotions that try and pull you back because the scale is tipped that way. It just is. So what I do, how I do it is I became very masterful at language. And I understood this quickly about myself and then in other people, how powerfully you can start attracting things into your life, good or bad, based on the way you're communicating. It's not so much all, you know, a law of attraction, you know, it's, they tell you, you know, you got to get to, you know, meditate and get to that feeling place and you got to visualize and create the vision boards and do all those things all and affirm, obviously affirm that's part of it, but, and, and you might have that practice in your life, but how are you showing up the rest of your day? Think about how many times you are thinking and speaking in a negative way about you or somebody else. And law of attraction is instantaneous. It's always on. It's never off like law of gravity. I drop my pen, it's hit the table, right? Instantaneously. Same thing with law of attraction. So the key to creating change and being able to help this is to number one, have that awareness understand that's what's going on. Okay. It's not my fault. I'm not crazy. Now I know. So then I call it the ABCs. Awareness begets change. Once you're aware of it, then you can start making changes towards it. So if you can catch it, how I do it is through a lot of three-step processes. Most of everything in my book is about three-step processes. And I live by the three-step blueprint that changed my life, which is love it, thank it, bring it. So I will say, love it, thank it, bring it to myself whenever I catch myself in that place. And that pulls me right back. And what it stands for is love it stands for love your life, love your life, no matter what the condition is, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been through, you're on this journey and you have a life to love. There's 153,000 people that didn't wake up today, but you did. So so you got to love your life and you even have to love the pain, which I know you get, Tara, you know, because it teaches you so many things. It teaches you strength, resilience, clarity about what you want versus what you don't want, you know, and, and, and all of the good gifts too. So, but find the blessing in all of that and love your life. That takes care of your past. Thank it is living gratitude and appreciation for where you are right now, your present moment, your today, no matter what the things are, the good, the big things and the little things. And most of the miracles and the things that we're grateful for are in all the little things anyway. You know, the bed that you get to sleep in, that you know how many people in the world don't know that experience? The cup of coffee or the tea or whatever it is, you, how you start your morning, the sun shining, you know, the breeze, the clouds in the sky, the, the roof over your head, the food in your fridge, literally live in gratitude and appreciation for wherever you are right now, because when you appreciate what you have, that gives 
that grants you permission from the universe to start bringing you in even more things to appreciate. It's appreciation appreciates. I learned that from Lynn Twist. Love it. So love it, thank it, and then bring it. Bring it is, all right, how are you showing up today? How are you bringing it? This is the power piece. This is how you create your future. This is how you determine your level of happiness fulfillment, joy, peace, success in your, in your today. And, and so how are you showing up in your health? How are you showing up in your relationships? How are you showing up with your money mindset? How are you showing up in your career with family? Just in every area of your life, how are you bringing it today? So I say, love it, think it, bring it every day. And I, I say it whenever I need to, because it anchors me back into being intentional, empowered, and aligned. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one, one of my hacks. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I love that you simplified things into three-step processes because sometimes it's like you hear these things sometimes and then they sound too simple, you know, but then you right. start to do them. And I have found genius is always simple. And when you actually start to do these simple acts of gratitude, writing it down every day and how you feel when you think about those things, it is completely life changing. And like, I love what you were saying about, um, I always say like with, with gratitude, um, how do you feel about the people in your life? Like, uh, sorry, dad, I'm going to throw my dad under the bus, but my dad is not a gracious gift receiver. He usually will like insult it or like make fun of it somehow. I'm like, dad, you can't say stuff like that. That's rude. Mm. <laughs> but it makes me like not want to give him gifts. Right. Because I'm like, he right. he's not grateful for him. Like he doesn't even care. He <laughs> like, literally doesn't even like what I get usually. So I don't want to give him more gifts. But if Mm. somebody else who's grateful, my kids who are like, and their face lights up when everyone said, I want, what do I want to do? I want to give them more. And I feel like the universe works that way too, right? Like when we're grateful, universe is like, Ooh, keep giving, keep giving them more. They love this stuff. They love it. They appreciate it. You know, that's how I like to think of it anyway, because that's how it's felt in my life from having that kind of practice. Um, all right. Shifting in a little, a little more. Um, what, what else do you do in your, I have today practice that you feel like would be beneficial for people and being able to live their best life? Mm. Well, I would say what, what really turned my life around is, um, my morning routine. Mm -hmm. My morning routine is called nurture my spirit, mind, and body where I wake up every day and I stand up and I starfish my arms and legs out and I look up and I say, I have today to love my life. Something really good is gonna happen to me today. I can feel it. Miracles, big and small, I notice them all. Yes, 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 thank you. So I literally set that intention out to the universe to love my life and be seeking miracles, big and small, all day long. And so the universe always surprises and delights me. And so. It's a great, great way to start the day. I mean, it really gets the energy, shifts the energy right away into a great, great space. Mm-hmm. And then I always go and I, I do my meditation and I will say to anybody who doesn't meditate, please start meditating. Mm-hmm. Meditation will change your life on a physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, s- cellular level. So many ways it affects your life in a positive way. And Deepak Chopra said, if we could get our kindergartners from kindergartners on meditating, we would have world peace in one generation. And I totally believe it. It's just, there's so many healing benefits to it. It really was, was the thing that really woke me up was, was meditation. So meditation. 
a quick note on meditation. Mm-hmm. That's funny. You said kindergartners with Deepak Chopra, because I don't know about you, but when I look back at childhood, I was meditating a lot. Like we didn't have devices or anything like that. So it was just like, go outside and sometimes by myself. And I remember just like digging in a little patch of dirt and like letting this dirt fall over some clovers and just sitting there in meditation, you know? And for me, when I meditate, it brings me back into my child self. It creates, and not only, I mean, all the other million benefits, but that's part of it too, is it brings, for me anyway, connects me back to my child self, which is like so crucial on I PS I have to say in your book I love that you s- put in your title um like about smiling Smile. yeah mm-hmm. what yeah. what's the subtitle of your book again it's I have today find your passion purpose and smile finally yeah people, people are not smiling enough yeah. and and not having enough fun yeah I love that you just re- Yeah. I love that you referenced, you know, being a child. Yes, we did. We all, well, first of all, we were in, you know, during those eight years, we were really in that alpha theta state anyway, most of the time. And we day, we would daydream Mm -hmm. and we would fantasize or, you know, make believe and pretend. Meanwhile, we know now know how much of that um, was actually real, but we were told, oh, you know, it's just your imagination or, you know, quit goofing off or, you know, whatever, whatever that thing was that dimmed that light for us. But yeah, we came into this world having that capacity and over time it just got, you know, it, it just eroded for a yeah. variety of reasons. So, so yeah, walking meditations are great. Hey, when you're driving in the car and you're in that zone, Silent. you're meditating, yep. you're meditating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so great. And so just to allow yourself to receive whatever's coming, because in my work, I, I try, well, I don't try. I, I mean, I, I make every effort to let every client that I'm working with or whomever I'm speaking to understand that it's not supposed to be a struggle. When you're forcing up against something, you need to step away from it and back away from it. It's supposed to be an allowance a receiving, an attraction, you know, it flows to you, it flows for you. And so that's, that's one of the ways. And the more you meditate, the more you're able to stay in that state or get back in that state quicker. I agree. And then I, Mm -hmm. I was just going to say real quick, I agree with you because what I have found as this, like, you know, chronic overachiever growing up, that meditation trains me to let go of things. That's the biggest, let it, the let it, it's like, Oh, I'm thinking about that. Let it go. Oh, I'm thinking about that. Let it go. And that to me, the forcing kind of like, like your marriage and mine too, you know, um, it was, I'm going to force it. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make it, make it, make it. It's like misery, misery, misery. And it's like, how about maybe you just let it go? Cause that could possibly be better, you know? And that's what I I agree with you. Cause I just feel like that the mindset of allowing yourself to let go of things is something that I only really found through meditation. I haven't been able to get there into this. People would say, just allow things. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like I have to create it. I have to build. It's not just going to pop out of nowhere. You know, that's where I was at before. Right. I love your input on that because I think that you're so right. That meditation is what allows us to get out of that. Life has to be so hard and I have to force everything kind of mindset. Right. Right. We just, we're so, we're so programmed. We're just, you know, so busy do, do, doing, you know, the blessing about what's, what's happened. You, I mean, there's many blessings, blessings. There's a lot of negative too, but the blessing is the entire world got to shut down. I mean, 
I don't know if you read anything or saw anything about how fast the, han- the planet started healing. You know, smog in LA went away and dolphins are swimming along the shoreline again. And like thing, the mother earth was like, thank you. Thank you. Like, and she rebooted. And that gave us a chance to do that too, to really just slow down and go within. And so many people are struggling with that because they're not used to that. They're right. so used to the go, go, go. Another reason why so many people are struggling. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but back to the morning routine. So, so the star fishing my arm and affirming, um, meditating, always writing my journal and the journaling is always positive. It's up. It's never a rehashing of negative stuff. I just don't go there anymore. It's not worth it. But you know, what's what do? How do I want this day to unfold? Or you know, um, or and lists of gratitude, things like that. That a, that's a place that gets m- me again. You know, intentional, empowered, and aligned. That's always the the objective. Yeah. Yeah. And then very, very conscious with words. Mm, yeah. Huge mm-hmm. on that. That's a, been a, a work in progress for me too, of being mindful of the yeah. work I'm choosing. Um, and then did you say, do you do um, like, is a workout part of your morning routine? Do you include movement or is that? I do actually. Thank you for adding that. I do move my body. And here's the thing. After all these years, I switched. I have a trainer now. So I used to do my move your body in the morning, but now I'm doing it mostly in the evening. So I switched that up. However, I do, if I have, if I'm not seeing the trainer, I go, I live at the beach and I, so I go for Mm -hmm. a morning walk and that is such a great place to just go and meditate too. And sometimes I walk along the surf. Sometimes I walk on the sidewalk, but you know, it's just, yeah, I get out and move my body. Yes. I definitely. Love that. Man, if I had access to that every day, that'd be a dream for sure. I do have like a little lake by my house and that works, but something about yeah. the rhythms, the rhythms of that ocean, there's something really powerful about that. So that's, yeah, that's a lucky thing to have for yeah. sure. If anybody listening and lives by the ocean, like I'm so jelly. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, and, and, you know, yeah, there's one other thing that I'd really, I don't know if you're cool with this, <laughs> but like, I also feel very, um, intuitively guided, very divinely guided in my life as if I'm on a magical carpet ride. And as long as I keep listening and kind of following what it's telling me to do, my life just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, I have had people tell me they're like, I don't, I don't have that. Like I also have seen the vision of what I'm creating in my business and my business is also my passion. It's, it's not, it's like, cool, let's make this a business, but it's really just my calling. Um, and I know a lot of people, like they've told me, they're like, I don't, have that. I don't like nothing like comes to me like that. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Or do you mind just kind of sharing your experience on what that's been like on your journey? Cause I'm guessing it was shut off while you were married and doing the Disney ABC or what, mm-hmm. what has that journey been like for you? Well, well, let me tell you how, how forceful the universe can be. I mean, it's so magical. So I didn't tell you as part of my story that I'm also an inventor that I created an award-winning kitchen product that's been featured on QVC. And that was something just happened again for me. And the thing is when, 
what happened was it was Easter Sunday. I was making deviled eggs to bring to a family holiday and I had them on my serving dish and all they needed was that finishing touch of paprika. So I went to take the container of paprika and, and decorate them and too much spice shot out of the container and it ruined my dish in one second. Uh-huh. And I am one of those people that I love to cook. I love to bake. I love to entertain. I mean, you, you should have seen my kitchen before. I had every gadget known to man in the kitchen and just, I just, was obsessed. My sisters call me Dianal because everything has to be like perfect and neat. And, and so sister thing. when that, yeah, when that happened, I, in my mind, I could instantly see the product and I went, oh uh, gosh, if there was just a sifting spoon with a long handle and a teeny little sifting bowl with a tapping edge that I could just put the spice in and tap it where I want, how cool would that be? So the day, the next day I set out on a quest to find this thing and I couldn't find it. And I was driving around about a week later and I heard a voice. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was that day. I was driving around that day and a voice said to me, Diane, you need to create this. I heard it loud and clear. It wasn't just like a passing thought. So I'm, I'm highlighting that because this is what's happening to everybody. They're hearing it. They're ignoring it. Yep. The voice is there. Yep. So because I heard that, I was out to dinner with friends about a week later and I brought it up to them and I said, I came up with this idea for a kitchen product. Do you know anyone in that industry? And they did, made the introduction and he became my mentor mm-hmm. and helped me, you know, he tried to talk me out of it, but I, my mantra was, well, I just want to see where this goes. And literally not knowing what the flip I was doing, putting one foot in front of the other, that led to winning an innovation award at the International Houseware Show and landing me on QVC. So oh, I always share that. Huh? I was just, sorry. I'm just looking over here. So I, <laughs> Yeah, I always share it. I always t- tell that story when I'm out speaking because I always want to highlight to people that you are filled with ideas. We are creators and we came here to create and you've got many, many, many of them to create. There's, there's, uh, 1.1 billion searches on Google every single day that are brand new search terms. Brand new, meaning nobody ever searched them before. That means there's 1.1 billion new problems seeking solutions every single day. Like we're unlimited in what we could create. So I always want to encourage and inspire people like get up, like get stop writing it in a notebook or thinking about it. You know, go go do something about it. Um, okay. So I lost my train of thought why I was going there. I was doing, doing that about the inventing and you said, what, what did you ask me? Can I interject? Yeah. I'm asking you about yeah. learning to listen to that voice. So I think, I mean, that. Pre- oh, thank you. Yeah. But I love that that my immediate thought was she actually did it. And, you know, I've heard somebody say once, like sometimes spirit will go around and drop the idea. And a lot of people says, it's just, who's going to actually do it. You know, but what I hear yeah. that story the most is the confidence that you built in listening to it. You're like, hold on a second. Look what happens when I actually listen and follow through to this voice that I'm hearing. So like for me, that's been that way too. It's like, all you need to do, if you really want to become like intuitive is just actually follow through on something that it's telling you to do this, like these feelings, these ideas and watch the freaking yeah. magic happen. And then you start right. trying it and doing it more. And it just keeps happening and happening, happening. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I, I'm kind of like an intuitive spiritual person. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you, cause we all are. And so back to what you were saying, like when people are saying to you, I, I don't have that. It's only because they're not they're They're thinking it's something outside of them. 
they're thinking it has to be like this big, huge thing, like you're going to save the whales or, you know, stop human trafficking, which I know there are plenty of people out there, you know, working on it. Your purpose and your reason for being here, in my definition, is whatever brings meaning to your life. Whatever brings meaning to your life. If you are a rock star mom and you love doing that, then, then, then figure out something. It's got to be something that brings meaning to your life and you feel passion over doing it. Like if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, well, two points. The, the experience of creating this spifter and, and feeling the fear in doing it anyway. I wasn't confident through that at all, let me tell you. And I made pl- plenty of blunders and mistakes. That's how we learn. But the muscle and the resilience it taught me gave me the strength to leave my life in Chicago, completely reinvent it, walk away from everything I knew, quit my job, sell my house, sell everything in it, and move cross country. I got that strength because of that experience. So, and if I wasn't doing this, which I love so much, there's at least a half a dozen other things that I would love to do. I would love to be a professional decorator. I would love to be a chef. Like there's so many other things that I would love to do. So if you don't know what that thing is, ask yourself what you're passionate about. Uh, One of my processes is to create your passion pie. Write all the things that you're passionate about in your life. Just write them all down on a piece of paper and then take another piece of paper with a circle in it. And however many things you wrote down on that sheet, make that many lines in the pie. This is your passion pie. And then write all those things in and then color in the ones that you're doing and living. And don't color in the ones that you don't. And see how much you're living with passion in purpose in your life. That's that's, awesome. a, that's an indicator. So that's a great way for somebody to figure out, oh my God. Because whatever you do, there's literally no limits on the ways that you can make money. And when I say make money, I mean being in service to others. How you... You're, we we overlook the things that come easy and effortlessly and naturally to us. We don't give them any value because we think, doesn't everybody feel this way? And the truth is, no, people will play, pay you plenty for that expertise because they don't have it. They don't have it. Yep. I have my CFO and accountant because I'm not a numbers girl anymore. Exactly. Used to be, but I'm not anymore. Like, mm-hmm. keep me away from it. So that I can do what I do best, which is, you know, being in front of a mic, being on a TV show, being in a podcast, you know, speaking. And that's, that's, that's what brings meaning to my life, serving that way. So don't discount all of those little things. There's plenty of things that you are so good at that you could really, you know, really dig deeper into and create something from. Yeah. 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 Since you like decorating, I'll follow that up with something that I like to say, and it's Marie Kondo, your mind. <laughs> so yes. does it bring you joy and with every like thing that you're doing through the day, the thoughts that you're having, the people you're associating with, like start honing in on the ones that bring you joy and start letting go of more than ones. It's like, send them to the thrift store. Like that doesn't belong in my life. It doesn't bring me any joy. Why am I taking my one life of awesomeness that I have here in this existence, no matter what you believe religiously, like this is your one go at the current human that you are. So, well, I guess that's debatable because I feel like I've lived a 
have lived a lot of lives inside of one life. But you know what I'm saying is like, take this journey and spend it on things that bring you joy. And that's what I'm hearing from you is like, you, you, you know, technically had it all. You had everything that everybody aspires to the house, the family, the job, and it wasn't bringing you any joy. So you said, I got to go, you know, and that's such a beautiful example. Thank you for setting that example. Excuse me for women. Um, it's something that also lit a fire under me during my journey is I'm like, I have to show that this is possible, that you can leave it all behind and that you can go after what you want to in life and you can actually make it and be successful and be happy, you know? And I'm sure that probably brought you some fire too, is like showing like we can do this because I think, you know, men too, but so many women can relate to your story, um, of mm-hmm. like suppressing it all. I'm fine. I just have, I have to live like this is the only option I have. And we're both here to tell you, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's infinite possibilities. So do what brings yeah. Um, okay. So people yeah. want to find your book is Amazon, the best place. I'll link this all in the show notes, by the way, you guys, um, on YouTube and in all podcast platforms, but mm-hmm. Amazon mm-hmm. is Amazon is the best place. Yep. Okay. I have today find your passion, purpose and smile. Finally. Yeah. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Man. And then your website. Yeah. You and- might- sharing where else you would like them to come find you and partake. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Good. So my website is dianeforster.com. So D-I-A-N-E-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. And then you can also follow me on social media at Diane Forster Official. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast, both called I Have Today with Diane Forster. And they'll get tons of information about me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Guys. I'll put yeah. all of those links in the show notes. You can find them easily. And again, Diane, thank you just so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and share your heart and your soul with us today. Well, it's my pleasure, Tara. And let me say you're, you're a light in this world and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you and that we connected. And I, I watch you when I follow you and I feel your energy and I feel your love and passion too. So thank you for the privilege of allowing me to be here and spend time with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career. And I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and what where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then, yeah, if you want to send me a message, guys, and let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show, please let me know. I am here to serve you. So I would love to hear from you. Would love your feedback on the show. And if you share any of these episodes, please tag me on social media. It's Coach Tara Garrison. So, 